Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 167 of the Peekers Friendly Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And this week, uh, we're going to be talking about the new Manatee. Uh, Mistweaver's got some big mana changes on the PTR, so uh, Anomaly is going to break that down for us in a few minutes. Uh, we also have some minor dungeon changes. Like, if you don't care about specifically Neltharis, it <laughs> doesn't matter. Yes. Um, but if you cared about doing some of the snapping shenanigans that people were doing with chains in Neltharis, there's some pretty big changes to that. Uh, and then just talking about the raid, because you finished Sarkarath Prog this week, right? I did. We finally, months later, are are done with uh, with Sarkarath. Yeah, so I think we have a lots of lots of lots of fun stuff to talk about. I I feel like so. Do you wanna you wanna start with that? You wanna start with with yeah. Sarkarath? Yeah. So we um we got Sarkarath down this week um on Thursday, and it was it was funny. Um, we made. I mean, it's it's we finally put together. I think I, I mentioned this last week. We finally put together like a consistent raid group. Um, in that like we didn't amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's like you find you put together like the same team to go in maybe even two nights in a row, and like we had we basically cleaned up all our phase two wipes, and it was like just learning like the the movement in, in P three and like where the damage was and you know who you need to watch and, and stuff like that. So no, it was um yeah, it was uh it was it was nice. So we made tons of progress on Tuesday, um to the point where like Thursday, it, I don't know if you've ever had this before, but it's like literally on Thursday if we we can walk in there and one shot it, we were like that yeah. close. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that's I mean, we did not do that. Um, we spent <laughs> about an hour and a half and then and then got the kill, um, which was funny because I was basically like it's it's also one of those bosses too where it's like if you don't kill it, like I was like, if you don't kill in the first hour, this is going to be four hours of wiping again and we'll come back next Tuesday and maybe kill it. Right. It's like, again, that idea of like we're so close and if we can just put it together while we're all fresh, then we kill it. and It's great. Right. Um, but yeah, no, we um killed it and it was I mean, for me personally. Um, I mean, we can talk a little bit about the fight. Super, it was very anticlimactic of a kill. I don't know if you got the same feeling, but um, it's a it was a very weird end boss, and really kind of a weird boss in general for like for like the tier where yeah, it, from a healing point of view, got easier the longer it went, and so it was like which uh, which phase three strat did you guys do? We kept we did the all up. So we only go down at the start of P three to like miss yeah. that first um, uh, whatever the big black circle thing is. And yeah. debuff um but then stayed up the the rest of the time um yeah. for, for all of p3 but even then like it, the dispels were the only dangerous part like even like yeah. The, yeah. the the black hole soaks because we only do because the way we set up our bomb groups is that every person who goes down with a bomb has an immunity so like when they come back up they're generally going to be picked as a, a black hole target so they can just right. unit to the side yeah um but yeah so like zero healing it got basically got easier after p1 and then p2 was kind of a little bit harder but still not too bad and then p3 was like heal the people with the debuffs whether that's picking up a bomb or the duresses and like that's yeah. it yeah. um so it was a. Uh, oh sorry did you see there's a two heal kill of it now that's what they mentioned yeah my like the raid group like after we killed it was like when can we two heal it i'm like shut up guy like come on <laughs> uh but yeah no yeah it's it's it, it was as an end boss it's funny because i have mixed feelings about how like as, from a healing perspective not exciting like p1's very exciting in terms of like learning the healing and, and sort of a little bit stressful which is good but yeah, yeah the rest of it like we know so funnily enough we did p3 cooldowns on the fly it was like really yeah so it was like we we got to the first knockback and like our paladin's like i'm just gonna am there and we're like okay and then like we get to the next like black hole soak and our shaman's like i'll just link here and we're like okay and then like in the middle i'm like i'm just gonna randomly revival if we get low and like that's how we did cool like it was sort of just like our priest yeah. did something he never said anything he was just like i'll just heal when we need healing um, <laughs> <laughs> and so like it was it's it's the uh, contrasting that to like a lot even a lot of the, the previous boss like even magmarax for example like we were yeah we had very specific cooldowns like for the end and, and i mean rashok of course was was like that yeah so, i mean so for our our healing cooldowns for it, we did have assignments. I our assignments for the double dispel at the end uh -huh. were just like 
everything in the kitchen sink. Just like throw <laughs> everything at it. And then yeah. the rest of the phase is mostly just like, eh, convoke. Here's a flourish that we couldn't fit anywhere else. You know, yeah. AM, because you can. Exactly. Yeah, that's, I mean, we were like, I think we, we wiped to the double dispel probably like two or three pulls before we actually killed it. Yeah. I think the only thing I said there was like, just make sure we have rally for that. So like, don't use it early in that phase. And like, that was, yeah. I think the biggest change that, that helped us get through it. So, so on our kill for that, our, our double dispel was super safe. Um, we had AMZ or a mastery rally and cry. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. We, I think we just had a rally and maybe an AMC, but like I said, we didn't assign anything. So I don't, I know we had a rally. Yeah. <laughs> we might add some other stuff. So yeah, it was, Um, I mean, the, uh, regardless of like that part. So I don't, I think the healing was sort of like a downside for me in terms of doing the boss, but in general, like I a hundred percent am down for seven and a half minute end bosses. Like, yeah, give me a seven and a half minute end boss. That, that was am, a good length. Yeah. yeah, I am. I am perfect. So yeah. Cause it was, I mean, it's such a contrast to like somebody brought up Sylvanas because on our Sylvanas kill, our first Sylvanas kill, we actually killed it the first attempt of the night uh, on a Tuesday. So after reset, we came back and killed it like the first attempt. So we were like, what do we do the rest of the week? Which is this raid was very similar. Um, we cut it like 90 minutes in and we're like, oh, I guess we'll do a heroic and bring in a bunch of like trap alts and, and have some fun, which we did. It was it was it was actually it was the, it was the most fun like raid we've had in a while because it was just like yeah it's a bunch of people on like really terribly geared alts like yeah. we we tried to pull both amalgamations on top of each other and kill them together yes. wipes doing that at like four <laughs> percent like yeah <laughs> um and so like yeah I think we I think we had a wipe to we had a wipe to echo because somebody just feared like just basically would mess with the like mind control targets yes um oh man so it was it was a good it was a good we killed heroic sark though which was like we still kill it still took us about an hour and probably 20 minutes so like not not too terribly longer than like what we would normally do but um right but yeah um but no i mean sark's a boss fight i think it was good length i think it's just it was a weird difficulty and i think that's primarily i was talking to some of the other guys in peak about it it's the i mean it's the oblivion nerf right like yeah uh, they, it's the oblivion nerf, nerf being too big yeah, yeah. I think if you if you don't if they basically revert that what was it an additional like thirty percent I think that took so off the damage. So it was supposed to be a ten percent nerf, and they nerfed it by thirty three percent. Yeah, I think if that's a true ten percent nerf, the fight at least P three is a little bit more exciting. We'll say. Yeah, but yeah. In its current state, it's like just literally do the mechanics, and then you win. Like it, the healing check is, there is super low. There is like the damage check is not super hard. Um, but you do have to respect it, right? You can't have people doing meme stuff on the ads. Like they have to actually damage the boss as their their primary focus. Yeah. Yeah. For our part, like second week of farm this week, last week we did not get Neltharian down. Actually, we spent all of Sunday wiping on Neltharian. We actually had more phase three wipes to Neltharian last weekend than we had for our first kill of it. Oh geez, okay. Um, just a lot of um, issues with portals. Actually, was our main source of phase three wipes, and then issues with phase one hearts. Like, gotcha. Those were the two big things, and we cleaned both of those up, and we killed it in eight pulls this Friday. Oh, nice. Or nine pulls, something like that. And uh, so we got through everything. We were back on Starcraft with like thirty minutes left in raid, but we're switching tanks. So my co-tank is going to be going back to DPS. And we were going to have him continue to tank Neltharian and Sarkareth for a little bit, just so we could get re-kills, get people their cutting edge achievements. Well, he's out today. Gotcha. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, we're switching tanks on Sarkareth tonight. Nice. It's going to nice. be an adventure. That'll it's be fun. Be yeah. A great adventure. Um, also they buffed blood decay DPS by 10% and they need like another, I don't know what they need. They need more. (laughs) Still need more. Oh my God. Playing like the threat game when you're ripping off your code tank. It's so miserable. I was AFK just for part of phase one, just hard AFK auto attacking the boss because we were going to make the check anyway, right? We were going to have to stop damage. Um, but 
I would rip threat if I continued to just go ham on the boss. Oh, Jesus, that's crazy. It's very annoying. Brewmaster does a lot of damage, but that does come with very annoying downsides. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think part of the topic today, we'll do it maybe a little bit later, do like a, a ranking or overall review of the raid if you want. We'll sort of hold yeah. off on that. But yeah, no, yeah. I mean, raid, yeah. So I guess then for us too, we, we're actually taking next week off per usual. It's funny, they actually... We were going to do maybe just a single raid on Tuesday and take Thursday off, but it was literally the vote was split like 50-50. So like tiebreaker was like, we'll just take the yeah. week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're not raiding this week and then we'll get back into it. Back into it next week and see of yeah, some fun, fun anecdotes from our first reclear in a while. Because um, I think we've only killed, yeah, we only killed Rashok once on Mythic. Rashok so is been, not that bad anymore. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm not too worried about the the reclear but yeah it'll be it'll be interesting interesting so um well cool well i think you you alluded to at the start a couple of things happened this week and a couple of things that made some people maybe not super happy um so yeah so in mythic so i'll just sort of talk about the mythic plus so in mythic plus um particularly in neltharis they're basically blizzard called it fixing bugs but uh, they fixed the use of the burning chains, right, to, um, or the, the chains debuffs, which would basically damage enemies around it when you broke them. They basically caused it to not, no longer damage enemy mobs when you break them. So um, it it works just only on enemies that are in the area that the chains are yeah. in. So you can still use, if you weren't doing snapping shenanigans, you can still do the same. Like we, when we do it, with guildies we do that whole area in basically three pulls yeah you do a big pull with the wardens at the start with the mini boss uh and a bunch of the other trash onto the set of chains that's on the outside like or like the main central area mm-hmm. and you just all five players just use chains on it and it kills pretty much everything except for the mini boss and the wardens are left at like 10 percent health and you just you kill those and then you go do magma tusk because you got a three minute cooldown on your chains. You come back, you do the rest of the area before the, the chain boss with the second set of chains. Okay. Then you do the chain boss. And then you do the area after the chain boss with your third set of chains. Cause your cooldowns back up from doing yeah. the boss. <laughs> and then you go upstairs. And once you're upstairs, you go back to like actually playing your class yeah yeah not using chains yeah Um, yeah so so this is like specifically targeting you could snap stuff down or just pull it over to that area mm -hmm. pull it downstairs pull it across the room all this stuff and just like kill it with chains and the chains did so much damage that it was just like very efficient (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, so they've they've basically nerfed that, which I mean, yeah, people are not too happy about it because I think it. I mean, at this point now, it sort of takes. I think what they, the biggest concern that people had is essentially that if you got in a high run of this dungeon before this change, you basically have locked that position in. Like there's right, there's no way to touch that time uh, anymore uh, or that clear level um, with these changes in place because there's just. There's too much damage to be done by individual players now that the, the chain sort of took over. So yeah. that was a lot of at least like the the like the the issues I've had. There was also a number of um, changes which aren't in these, not directly in these notes that I have, but I know that I saw some some notes like some silent hotfixes where they've changed the range of a lot of abilities, particularly from some of the bosses where you can no longer okay. sort of outrange um, yeah. like Magma Tusk is an ability you can no longer not outrange and, and a couple other. Um, mobs gotcha. in the in the instance so a lot of changes coming in which is which is funny they're doing that sort of mid-season and sort of as the great push is going on uh in the background so right i think the the great push is a very awkward one because a lot of these things would be used in the great push yeah and so to have them fixed in between great push weekends yeah is pretty awkward um because it cha- i mean it changes the whole way you like particularly the chain stuff in Altharis, it changes the way you approach that dungeon right like a hundred percent um yeah. 
So yeah, it's yeah, it's a I don't know. I think while I applaud Blizzard for making changes, right? And I think this is maybe the the downside of their new mantra of like, hey, we're gonna change things often early. Like we're gonna make we're gonna the game won't be static for six months essentially. Yeah. Like this is the potential downside of like them seeing players do certain things and be like, Yeah, no, we don't like that. We need to yeah. change it. And then and rather I mean, than wait for a patch, like, like do it now. Sorry. The uh the Toldegor cannons change, right? You remember that? Mm-hmm. Where that dungeon the way people started doing it is you would just pull you would skip everything get to the cannons at the top of the dungeon and then snap stuff up to the cannons and kill them with the cannons yeah uh and that's pretty much what this is it's pretty much what this is uh sense had posted a um like breakdown of the amount of damage you got from each of the different you know special things the the chains in Iltharis, the cannons in Toldegore, the weapons in Necrotic Wake, and all the different dungeon-specific stuff like that. And most of the other ones were around 15% or less. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, chains were at 40% of the damage <laughs> yeah. done in the dungeon. And so that's the kind of like, okay. Yeah. They, yeah. they might be a little bit too strong. And I, I would exactly. be curious, I don't know if he was looking at like post hotfix cannons. I assume that he was because that's how they were for most of the expansion. Yeah. Because uh, the the cannon changers, they basically gave them essentially like an ammo or like a, a set number of uses because previously they were unlimited use, right? Uh, Is that the idea? Maybe. I don't remember what they actually changed about it. It might have just been yeah. that they made it so you couldn't snap stuff up to the top. Gotcha. Like, um, yeah. I thought I thought it was they. It they might be like that they have limited charge uses. Well. Yeah, they put yeah. like a limited use on them. Because I remember, yeah. at least I remember doing it. You'd always pull like that first cannon. You'd sit there for like the longest time as you like pulled stuff up, and then you'd move on and do the other one. So I think it was just they added a yeah, like a, a set of charges or yeah, limited use to it. So, um, yeah. but yeah, no, did, I think yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, they did have a couple of other f- actual fixes to um, to Nilthara, so they're actually good. Uh, like Chargath, aka the chain boss, there's another fix where sometimes he would just bug out and not do anything for the rest of the fight after he cast the fiery focus thing. Mm-hmm. We had that happen in the key. Uh, very, <laughs> very easy boss if he literally doesn't do any mechanics. Yeah. Um, and then, all right, quick aside, I have a nameplate add on that I have just that I just use for myself. Uh-huh. Um, that there's been a this glitch that's annoyed me forever where the Kalashi Wardens in that dungeon, their volcanic guards, sometimes they the cast bar wouldn't go away. Oh. And it stopped recently. I don't I haven't seen that bug in uh, a bit. And it turns out that one of the hotfix notes is fixed a bug that allowed Kalashi Warden's Volcanic Guard to sometimes change directions. And I'm just a little bit curious if those two things are related. <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, we'll see if I can manage to like have the bug happen again. I was trying to fix it this weekend. Yeah. And couldn't reproduce it again. Like, I've always failed to reproduce it, and yet it kept happening in keys. Yeah. So it, I'm wondering if it is actually something related to this, where you like needed to have multiple players around for it to trigger. But, probably yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting yeah but i mean like they've been they've been hot and heavy on these Nilthars in particular i think has gotten the most focus in terms of like fixes at least this week so yeah um but yeah there's, speaking oh sorry uh i was gonna switch gears over to the augmentation stuff because there's a few yeah. different augmentation changes uh that came in this week one of them is an unintended interaction uh, or clever use of game mechanics, as as uh, you might call it. Uh, so, evokers have a talent, oppressing roar. Oppressing roar causes crowd control effects to last longer. Mm. Oppressing roar was increasing the duration of the debuff from uh, the augmentation evoker major cooldown breath of aeons, while talented into a certain effect. Which is, you know, if you could take a talent and have your... I don't know what Impressing War is. It's like double the CC duration or something stupid. Yeah. If you could just double the duration of your main cooldown, 
you know, you absolutely be pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, anyway, they fixed that. Unfortunate. Um, Unfortunate. They also, I think they've, there was a, I won't say it cause I don't, I don't know how that worked, but anyway, so yeah, so they, that's a, that's a solid fix. We'll say, um, interesting book. I know that they also, uh, Blizzard did release an update to the combat log events for evoker. So now yep. there are more events, particularly they, they focus, I think this time on pets, basically pets, guardian summons. So like non-player characters that do damage attributed to a player. And then, um, a lot of the delayed damage effects, uh, like ignite and execution sentence now have support events. Yeah. um for a, a evoker basically to understand what um what the evoker is contributing so um now evokers look even better on warcraft locks <laughs> yeah yep we'll say because now they're getting all this additional attribution that essentially was just attributed to the individual player now it's coming back and being attributed to the uh augmentation evoker um yeah which is interesting because they're still i know that at least our raid leader or main tank posted a list of things that are still missing from the support events. Fun fact, Mistweaver Monk only has a single spell that has support events for it, and that is Zen Pulse. Everything else unsupported. Uh even like Rising Sun Kick and stuff like that? Yeah, apparently, yeah. Because they're wow. different, they're different spells. Like, so that's the that's the weird thing about Monk in general, huh. is that a lot of the spell IDs are different, even though the name of the spell is the same. So, like, because and I think it's because like Rising Sun Kick is hasted for Mistweaver, but not hasted for Windwalker. It's, it's is it hasted for Windwalker? Uh well, it's hasted for Brewmaster. I think Brewmaster and Mistweaver have the same Rising Sun Kick spell, but Windwalker I think is slightly different. In any event, like that's sort of the okay. idea. Is like yeah. it's something weird like that where there's like one stat or something. Yeah, some interaction is different between the specs, and so there's they've just built new spells like the. Previously, the, like an interesting anecdote is like blackout kick. The additional blackout kicks you get from ancient teachings are a different spell, spell ID. Spell ID, yeah. And yeah. so, like when they, what you previously when they'd make like blackout kick, it's ten percent more damage, and it applies to everything. It never applied to those specific blackout kicks because right. they're a different spell. And Blizzard just forgets that the monk Miss class Weaver is held together with like not even mystery, but just like the class in general is like held together with duct tape, like. I mean, I mean, there's stuff like Rising Sun Kick worked for Weapons of Order for Brewmaster. Uh-huh. Um, as soon as we got access to Rising Sun Kick, because it's the same spell as the Windwalker Rising Sun Kick, which I gotcha. guess would imply that the Windwalker Rising Sun Kick is hasted. But anyway, yeah. um, because the original version of Weapons of Order for Windwalker triggered off of Rising Sun Kick in the same way that our Keg Smash triggers off of or triggers Weapons of Order. So it just worked even though it wasn't yeah. in the tooltip because when they changed <laughs> weapons of order for woodwalker they gave them a completely different spell and just oh, yeah. changed the tooltip of the the what became the brewmaster weapons of order that's so funny yeah yeah um, so yeah so i mean it's it's i mean it's it's interesting yeah that was the one thing that like Mistweaver's still missing a bunch of support events but they've added more and i think they'll i mean they'll continue to do it so yeah um, healing means- healing is still completely unattributed as well just like you yeah, mentioned a general. bunch of Mistweaver specific stuff but healing in general does not get reattributed right now yeah yeah and so that like none of the Mistweaver damaging abilities right now get the attributes which should because they're just going to be the same as the the windwalker or brewmaster stuff so um so yeah that was a big change i'm assuming like we'll get incremental updates to the combat log for the rest of the expansion for yeah which is which is good uh also as i know as of right now there's no partition for warcraft logs for rankings uh and that is in part because there are still some pretty significant bugs with damage reattribution um for example uh kill command wasn't working they might have hotfixed that but kill command was not actually scaling off of apparently it wasn't scaling off of the Ebon bonus Maya. stats yeah. off of Ebonmite at all. So it wasn't it also wasn't getting reattributed, but we thought it was a reattribution bug that it was just like not reattributing, but it was scaling. Turns out it was neither scaling or nor reattributing. <laughs> I don't know what state it's in now, but it it's not it's broken. Anyway. Yeah. Um and then there's some other fun things like someone sent us one. Okay. Someone had the brilliant idea that as a moonkin. They would macro start attack into all of their spells. It's stand next to the boss. Okay. To get some free DPS from meleeing the boss in between their spell casts. Okay. 
this is not worth doing in any meaningful <laughs> way. Yeah, no, You're going to lose more DPS trying to be in melee from the movement that that causes you to have to do than yeah. you're going to gain from the auto attacks. Please don't try and do this. Um, anyway, we found out that retribution for that is broken as well. Um, nice. Where it actually takes more damage from, like it gives the augmentation evoker more damage than the uh, Boomkin auto attack actually did. Nice, nice. <laughs> and that's one of those things where, like, does that really matter? Yeah. But also kind of points to, well, maybe we should just let it be for right now so that people can generally continue investigating because who knows if that points to a bug with other kinds of auto attacks. Yeah. Who knows? Interesting. So uh, crazy. Yeah. It's, it's always fun when they add, like, I mean, when they add, like, new crazy stuff like this. So it's interesting, all the different... All the different interactions they probably just don't even think about or realize, right? Um, that are out there for for the augmentation yeah. stuff. But yeah, yeah. Um, um, I also like quick note, capping off the augmentation stuff. There's now an option in Warcraft log to show the original damage values that you would see in game. So this is what you would see in details and things like that, um, which is, I think, mostly useful for exploring these kinds of buggy interactions. Yeah, um, but. It is there now. It's the there's the augmented augmented damage option, and as part of that, so originally on Warcraft logs, the the like magnitude, the size of an individual hit that you would see, like if you looked at the the column that showed your average hit for you know Rising Sun Kick was a hundred k, that would be including the buff from Augmentation Evoker like that that computation used the original hit sizes and that was kind of intentional because it was kind of unclear how people would want to interact with that data and it ended up being that it was confusing to people and so the now the unaugmented view shows that number and the regular view shows the regular value the attribute value the the value with the reattribution taken out yeah yeah gotcha that that got changed too oh Um, nice and I want to just like really briefly, thirty second, Glorbo is back. Oh, I saw that. Yes, Glorbo is back. I didn't put it in the notes, but yes, yeah, Glorbo just is back. Really wanted to men- yeah. like briefly mention they got. Is this the same site? Uh, Z League or some Z something was the original. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same site. Is it the same site they got? Ah, uh, fuck! I didn't actually read enough detail. Uh, <laughs> no, it is not the same site. It is Tech Briefly. Gotcha. Tech Briefly this time. Glorbo making his way to Destiny 2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, no, it's... The, the gloriously syntactically broken article title, What is Destiny 2 Secret Boss Glorbo? <laughs> oh, I, it's, it's getting bad out there. It's getting bad. I mean, like, it's getting I, little, bad. a little bit of the, the real world, too. It's like I, I saw... Um, People linked or not people linked, but I saw a link to like a job posting from one of the studios for like an AI manager. And essentially what you'd end up doing is like helping to create AI like scripts or like show like show outlines and then like editing them to like basically yeah, be able to do the work without writers, essentially. Yeah, that's just a, a lot of the ongoing uh actor and writer strike. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like a is huge surrounding piece. things like that and not wanting to pay writers and actors for their labor. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, what a world we live in, man. Yep. AI is finally here to take all our jobs. Super excited for that. Um, Starting with the Writers Guild. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Who um, could have foreseen this? <laughs> not me for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, all right. you want to you want to switch gears and talk about the the manatee. I do. We so I'm excited. Uh, first off, excited just to see changes, which is cool. But yeah, so Blizzard posted in their both um, in the actual PTR version. So this is live on PTR as we speak, but also um, provided some notes and context. Uh, the new manatee, basically the new manatee redesign. So initially we thought just going to be a manatee redesign, but it actually ends up being both a manatee redesign and a little bit of a talent redesign. So it's things have shifted around in the talent tree, which is cool. 
Um, so talk about Manatee first, and then maybe the talent tree second. So okay. um, with Manatee, what has been redesigned, so I'm just going to read it word for word, and we're going to talk about it, is for every 25,000 mana you spend, you gain one stack of Manatee um, with a chance equal to your critical strike to generate an additional stack. Um, and then you can activate Manatee to consume one stack of Manatee per half second to restore 3,000 mana and reduce the mana cost of your spells by 50% for one second per stack of Manatee consumed after drinking. Um, and you can cast this while moving, but your movement speed is reduced um, while you're channeling. And so we've done a couple, a lot of tests around this. So the essential idea, of, if you didn't understand what I'm saying, is that as you every time you spend 25,000 mana, you gain, you generate one stack of manatee, and then you have a chance at that point to generate a second stack based on your crit. So if you have 30% crit, you have a 30% chance to generate an additional stack, okay. which is sort of a a weird combination of the way old manatee used to work so we're talking like wad era manatee when multi multi strike was a thing which is where you had a chance on um using certain spells like jab or uh, like um or soothing mist to generate a stack of manatee and then your multi-strike if you added an additional if you might just multi-struck yeah. the generation event you could then get a second a second okay. uh charge that way um so yeah, so it's a basically a little bit of a mishmash of like old manatee, new manatee. Um, same idea too of like channeling to generate mana back. That's very much how um, like Wad era, even MOP era manatee worked. Um, and so a couple of interesting interactions with this. So this does only stack up to twenty, same amount of stacks we we used to get, which means um, you know you'll be able to generate what's at sixty thousand mana for a full set of channels. Uh, it'll take current, about 10 current, seconds to full channel. Current uh, mana bar size is 250,000, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's about a 20%-ish, a little bit over yeah. 20%. Yeah, okay. Um, which is good. It's a solid sort of increase. Um, the A couple of things about the way the mana piece works, so spending the mana, I meaning you have to spend 25,000 mana. Um, we did a bunch of testing about this, so it's interesting. So... Um, if you have a reduction buff on you, like Manatee itself or Clouded Focus from like channeling that, um, the reduced amount goes into that 25k, not the full amount of the spell. Okay. Uh, which is interesting, How, which contradicts a little bit where like if you have Innervate, if you have Innervate as a buff, which makes your spell cost zero mana, it's actually the full mana cost actually goes in to the 25k. So right. Innervate's still good to be able to use. Um, and then mana refunds don't uh don't reduce the tally for a client so like uh, escape from reality doesn't reduce right um you basically get that mana back but you've already spent it so it's it still counts into the 25k right um so a couple of, like weird interactions there um the channel is not hasted although we think it should be um so we've got some feedback on the post um yeah. but it's still a half second channel consuming stack so not hasted um the gcd is hasted though it triggers a standard 1.5 second GCD, so that's yeah. that's hasted. Um, what else is interesting? Um, and you only consume, so you don't have to consume every stack at once. Basically, you can start you the can channel, interrupt and it, cancel and you it, keep yeah. any stacks that you don't use. Exactly, yeah. Which is just how okay. old Manatee used to work too. So yeah. it's an interesting take. I mean, we'll well the the one thing is sort of using it at least a little bit like not in a raid or any actual group content but just like messing around with it on PTR the um the reduction after you use it plus the actual channel um is an interesting way of interacting with it because it it essentially is like a break in the flow of playing Mistweaver meaning like right. today it will current we'll say right now with the clouded focus raid build I'll speak mostly to raids and I don't do a ton of mythic plus but in in raid right um you want to always be like hitting rising sun kick on cooldown using renewing mist on cooldown um and sort of trying to basically always have a gcd where you're pushing out more renewing mist so you have more out on the raid so when you need to do your big clouded focus ramps you have them available you have the renewing mist available right. and so this is sort of stopping that a little bit so there's probably a little bit of gameplay we need to investigate of like what is the best way to potentially use this is it to like drink for two seconds stop get back into it or like find those like individual like half second or, or one second times where you can you know channel this manatee cancel it early and then then sort of go again because i'll say in like original manatee like water manatee like 
at least the way I played it, which might not be the best way to play it, was like, if I ever cap stacks, it's essentially just to drink to full and then do it all again, right? Because like yeah. that mana T was a full mana bar if you if you drank all 20 stacks. So it was like, do a bunch of healing, find a good 10 second window in the fight where you can sit and drink, drink at that point, and then, you know, go back into using all your mana because yeah. you have a full bar again, it, so. I mean, we have a more modern analog of it too with the sleepy potions, right? Exactly, yeah. And that's yeah. where you we brought up Sylvanas earlier, but at the end of the... Uh, first sylvanas in for intermission um you would like at least our healers would all just sleepy pot yep yeah. and so that's a scenario where like you're renewing mr all gonna expire during the rp anyway mm-hmm. um so there's no point in like trying to maintain your renewing mist on the raid so at that point you might as well you know manatee for f- just the full value and there's other instances like that where like uh you i can imagine on starcraft for example everybody's gonna go downstairs you do the gate over to the thing at the end of the first phase and mm-hmm. you just like pop manatee you you roll forward pop manatee and get pushed back into your into your spot right exactly yeah i mean there's definitely some points on current end bosses where you could you could use it but yeah it's a very similar idea of like using the channel when there's nothing going on you're going to some sort of intermission like even rashok uh going into like the first intermission i used to drink pot there pretty yeah. much every pull um yeah but yeah so i mean i think that'll be the way that you end up trying to use it i don't think the reduction doesn't seem worth it to game at least at this point because it's only it's only one second for essentially 1.5 seconds at like basically make use of it you'd probably have to sit and and utilize you know probably three to four seconds worth of channeling time to get enough of your one second like reductions to make it worthwhile after the fact and with the current at least raid build being clouded focus like you already have like enough mana to like not need this not need the reduction side of it um so yeah i mean it'll We'll, we'll see how it plays out and sort of like as we get a chance to start using it, but it's definitely a better change, a more interactive change to the spell versus today where it's like you hit it whenever you need to cast a bunch of spells in a row and then that's yeah. it. Like it's just a yeah. 50% reduction. So um, just a bad innervate right now. Exactly. And so, um, so yeah, a lot more interaction with it, a lot more sort of trying to find parts of the fight where it makes sense to use. I mean, the reduction might start to be something where you'd like want to use manatee. Like the problem ends up being is that you end up like needing four to five seconds of channeling to get that reduction to be at a point where it's usable. And those four to five seconds right before you want to ramp into healing, at least the way you currently heal as a misweaver is like you want to be able like getting renewing miss out, using rising sun kick, maybe fishing for a reset or two right before you go into right. like your your big healing moment. So um yeah, we'll we'll see um, with how it works, um, with how it works out and sort of the actual place out. But look, I'm all for making changes like this to talents mid tier um, to maybe get some to get some new playstyle in, right? Or just to make yeah. you know any changes to the class to, to sort of make it a little bit more interesting. So, so there's a couple of other talent changes that go with this, right? There's you got one talent that's now baseline. You got uh, a couple other talents removed. I guess yeah. some of it is like related to or removed redesigned um and a lot of that is related to manatee right like life cycles got to redesign now it generates manatee stacks yeah it's a chance to generate manatee stacks as you flip flop between the between the spells yeah so that's sort of the man that's sort of the lifestyle or life cycles redesign it also has become a choice node with a new talent called energizing brew which energizing brew makes your manatee channel 50 percent faster and generate 20 percent more mana which almost seems like a default choice. It basically takes the the yeah. tick rate of like instead of having to channel for half a second to get your mana restore, you have to, you, have, you can channel for 0.25 seconds or a quarter second. Right, um, and that means that you could consume half your stacks in. Well, you could consume what normally oh, it's three stacks in a GCD. Uh, in a GCD, this would let you consume six, which is quite a bit yeah. of mana. Yeah. Yeah, and they also it increases the mana generated. So it's now instead of three thousand mana, it's twenty percent more. So it's thirty six hundred thirty yeah. three hundred something like that. Yeah, I can't do math. Way. Yeah, so um, so it's it's more mana too for less time. So um, yeah, that that'll probably end up being maybe the choice you take if you're taking mana too, um, which is interesting. They've also a, a couple of big things you mentioned. Uh, Mastery of Mist is now baseline. 
Um, so Mastery Miss was ba- was the talent that gave you an additional renewing miss charge, which okay. everyone took anyway. Um, yeah. So basically, you always wanted two charges of renewing miss. Now it's baseline a part of the spell, um, so you'll always have two charges. And essentially, Manatee took over the position where Mastery of Mist was in the sp- in sort of the tree. Manatee basically moves into the tier one. I don't know how to pronounce, but the first section, the tier one section of your talent tree, yeah. um, and and is no longer a choice node. Uh, and then they've removed Spirit of the Crane, um, which was the mana generating talent where if you as you consume teaching of the monastery stacks, you generate mana back. mana back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now Manatee ends up being our only mana like reduction or mana in like interacting talent. Um there's a I mean Yulon has a mana reduction, but that's a cooldown. So I don't I don't consider that right really that the, the example of like hey when do, can you generate something in mana on demand. So um so yeah, and as a part of this a bunch of talents moved around not to get too deep into it but basically it's really been like the middle section has had a large redesign where the left hand side which had a lot of the where spirit of the crane sat and some of the life cocoon updates and pvp specific things that's right. all been redesigned um and so now no longer spirit of the crane there there's a couple different connection points in that um and then the right hand side which is where manatee used to sit now that that's earlier, that's also slightly different in how those connections work. Some of the new talents sit there, and they've moved some talents around in that section. So, um, okay, it's a uh, it's it's weird. It's a uh, it's weird. The new talent tree. I think you generally <laughs> like if clouded focus still is the play. The talent tree will look generally the same. You're now taking manatee though, in a couple of different points there. But right, um, I think in general, yeah the sort of a lot of different difference in that middle section, which is, which is again, cool. Um, so yeah, I think overall I am personally excited about the change. Like I said, um, I always liked old manatee anyway. Like I think the idea of like spending your mana bar and then f- like spending your mana bar to a point in a fight and then finding a point in that fight where you can sit and drink is uh, to me an interesting part of playing the spec. Um, right. And so, um, yeah, but some people aren't exactly excited. I mean, a lot of people are like, this is not what I wanted or, you know, the yeah. idea of it isn't exactly what I wanted. But I mean, I think it, I don't know. I think it offers some interesting gameplay um, choices, we'll say, uh, and when you actually leverage the buff. Um, yeah, yeah. The GCT, so, the GC, the only, I guess my only feedback, I think, in terms of this would be two points. Number one, I do think the channel should be hasted. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a good change. And number two, it triggering a GCD is weird. Um, because it essentially yeah. locks you into at least using three ticks, regardless okay. of what happened. Well, I mean, at least give two. It, so expel harm has a has a seven hundred fifty millisecond uh, hasted GCD. Yeah, they could give it like that, which does make it um, nicer. The issue with making it uh, like off gcd is then if you have an instant cast spell you could like macro it in right you rising sun kick and it just starts your manatee and yeah yeah so i mean i I would say maybe i like my point would be give it a gcd equal to the tick speed meaning like if you have to channel for at least half a second gcd should be half a second. second Yeah. yeah, which still doesn't alleviate your problem of like you could still probably macro it into. No, you can't then because right. it's got if it's on the GCD, you can't basically. Oh, that's right because you you'd use it and then yeah, okay, yeah, it would trigger yeah. So I mean that that would be maybe the way that I would go is it is essentially make the tick rate the same as the GCD because right now it just yeah. feels like you're stuck with the cha- with the channel not being hasted but your GCD being hasted, you're stuck at least using two ticks and then you have like an awkward amount of time. Yeah before your third tick kicks in where you're off the gcd but you haven't gotten your third tick yet yeah yeah so um but i mean as a first iteration i think this is it's an interesting way to go about doing a mana talent like because the previous version of this was like all chance based getting stacks um just by doing abilities and now you have a pretty set like okay every amount of mana i spend i will get a stack and then i can turn that into an amount of mana um by channeling so um yeah so just real quick to show the kind of reshuffling of the tree i pulled up the talent calculator for miss weaver this is the current talent tree mm-hmm. um all all the old classics 
there's a few changes that stood out to me aside from the ones we already talked about. So obviously, Spirit of the Crane goes away. That means Chrysalis and Burst of Life, aka the Life Cocoon talents, get moved. Um, yeah. Manatee is now up here at the top in the before the first gate, like you were talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, life cycles and energy brew down here, energizing brew in the old location of Manatee. Uh, that also involved moving this invigorating mists a little bit, but it's still before the first gate. And then for whatever reason, they just like moved awakened feline. <laughs> yeah, just, I know. I they noticed just that. moved it. It just yeah. moved like one row or one column to the left for no apparent reason. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, this, I, so I remember like, I don't know if you did like for me, like visually, I can kind of can remember layouts of things. So it's like, I knew yeah. the layout was different in that corner. And I remember like flipping back and forth being like, what, what is off in this area? Like not realizing it, but yeah, they just I, moved I guess it, it kind of makes it symmetrical because there's the, there's a legacy of wisdom yeah. on, on the far the right, right yeah. side of the tree that also juts out at the bottom just like Awakened Feline now juts out. And before the whole thing was kind of off balance anyway because of the whole Spirit of the Crane and yeah, the Life Cocoon talents kind of being off to the side. So it didn't you couldn't make it symmetrical anyway before. But now they could and you're like, aha, symmetry. Yeah. They love it. They love it. But um but no, yeah, it's uh it's the the middle part is like a it looks it's funny, the the nodes look like they're in the same position, but there's like they've moved talents around, so each node is even slightly different from from yeah. that. So, um, but yeah, no, it's it's a it's a cool change to to Miss Weaver. So we'll see how it plays out. I mean, the the problem with sort of really doing any sort of thinking about it now is it with the it's two gonna piece, it's going to change. I think, and then the other thing is too with like with the current raid the raid set, the two piece that we get so much mana from the two piece, and the fact that we're running the clouded focus and Yulon and raid that like you essentially have unlimited mana anyway. Like, yeah, this, like, even though it's like talking about Sarkarth a little bit, but like typically on end bosses, there's like a point where I'm like, I am out of mana and we are wiping like late in yeah. the thing, even without the less healing. Like, I don't think I went below like 50% on any of our attempts. Cause it's just like, you generate yeah. so much mana from, from the current tier. So when that goes yeah. away, it'll be, be interesting to see how it, yeah how we play around this with manatee so yeah um there are just briefly mentioned there are, are other changes data mined on the ptr i think mm-hmm. the vast majority of them are just baking in hot fix effects like i looked through the brewmaster ones and they're all just the hot fixes that went into live recently so mm-hmm. it looks like it's just them baking in the hot fix effects to the spell data on the ptr gotcha Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Typically, the first couple PTRs are, yeah. Because I know the the Windwalker ones look like the PVP changes they talked about this right. week. So yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. That is that's the new manatee. So it's um, yeah. We'll see how it plays out. It's fun. It's interesting. People. All, I mean, everybody's got an opinion. So some people are happy. Some people aren't. But I mean, I was expecting something very similar to this of like the old charge based manatee, which right. I think. To me, is still like Miss Weaver. To me, will always be like Miss Pandaria. Water will always be the best iteration of the spec. So, like right. anything we get to go back to that, I think is cool. So, not exactly the same. Old Manatee, definitely much stronger, but yeah. the healing game was different. Like the game was just different back then. So, now, this is yeah. this is a good, a good, a good change. We'll say, um, good change. So, um, well, cool. I think the the final topic we had just for the the last ten minutes here was just sort of I want to do a little bit of like a. Just like a raid recap. I mean, now that we've both cleared it, you know, um, yeah, I don't think we've sort of talked about like what we've liked, what we disliked. Was this a you know, quote unquote, the always question that people ask? Like, was this a good raid? Um, and so I wanted to get maybe your thoughts on you know some of like maybe standout moments, standout bosses, and then we've already done a little bit of a review of Sarkarath, so you've got my my points on it. But um, yeah. yeah, there's. I mean, I would say on the whole, it was a good raid. It was a fun raid. It's a raid that I've enjoyed. It's a raid that, aside from, I think Neltharian is the one that on, at, at least so far, on farm feels bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the others, like, we're already talking about doing some of the more meme stuff on some of the earlier bosses. Um, there's, like, Skarn with the changes that he has received is just not that bad anymore. It turns yeah. out that when you remove the things like the spell queuing, the shitty overlaps, 
and the trap RNG, it's just not that big of a deal anymore. Like, yeah. I still don't like that they completely removed all of the RNG from the fight. But, you know, the the fight as it is now is just perfectly fine to reclear. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. And there's some other alternate strats that we we're looking at for that now as well, where, like, there's a strat where you just park in the middle left after the first few traps and you just use your trap clears to clear the stuff that spawns in the middle yeah because they're now the raid baits where the tactical destructions go so you just have the raid move to bait the tactical destruction yeah rather than the boss yeah oh that's a good idea that's a good idea so we're gonna look at that as well Uh, but just like it's it's i i think even as far as prog goes like the the big standout this tier in terms of prog was absolutely rashok yeah um rashok is a good fight rashok uh also farmed guilds like no other early boss like for for because of the changes to scar it was a quote-unquote wall where it differentiated people that hit it at different points yeah but it was not it was like a negative wall where like the people who got there at a very specific point in time just like skipped the boss yeah essentially yeah and so the and the people that were at the really high end just fucking killed the thing in like a raid night yeah and then you had the people that were getting there after the the fix to the boss but also weren't that high end like super high end caliber guild um where it was like a two or three night boss yeah exactly um and so yeah that's um <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I, oh sorry uh you know, go ahead now i was gonna say i think yeah my my take on the raid very similar to yours like yeah agreed good i mean it's fine like i don't think other than rashok no fight was really like a standout like this is a top like i'm gonna talk about this fight or bring this up in like a positive light after the fact but i think the interesting to me about most of these fights even sarkareth for example is very much on like a set timer like there wasn't yes. many like you need to push the boss by this point to miss out on an ability or like to there wasn't like a lot of that like push timing I'm, pieces. Yeah, it was very I'm, much a like you start the boss fight and things happen at a set time throughout the boss fight and like you just deal yeah. with that as it yeah. as it may. And I don't I really appreciated like there was this attention to detail on Forgotten Experiments where that is the classic kind of boss yeah. where you run into this issue where like by delaying one boss uh spawn time you might be able to change which overlaps occur and get significantly easier or significantly harder overlaps and uh they were like no it's global they, timer <laughs> global timer uh if you push like there's still some things that do happen from that where like if you push the first boss um at a bad time like mm-hmm. slightly too early you get an extra set of the orb debuff early mm-hmm. but then they actually set up the global timers for that so there's actually a huge window at the start of the fight where you can push the boss and not have that happen yeah so it's extremely easy to just like lust on pull once you're back on farm and just not have to happen not have to stop dps just fucking go, go and not have any bad push timer stuff happen. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think the, the, probably the one highlight I'll say, but that also to, to the detriment of like later bosses, like Sarkareth, you knew the length of time you had to kill that boss before you even started pulling it. It's a seven and a half minute fight because at that point it enrages and it's not, doesn't matter if you do, you know, hundred K DPS more in the first phase versus the second phase, you are going to hit that seven and a half minutes. And that's going to be when, when that boss well i guess the first phase you can push early but in general you're not doing that on lily's prog right right but um, that i i would not totally agree with that because you can't really hit the hp breakpoints to push early um mm -hmm. on prog so that extra any extra damage that you can find in phase one and phase two of sarkareth does matter because it like entering like ending phase two of sarkareth at 45 percent hp instead of ending phase two of sarkareth at 48% HP 
is like a pretty big difference because you're talking about, you know, around 10, 15 seconds of time cut off at the end of phase three by, right. by doing that extra DPS at that point in time. And that can mean that you just don't hit the enrage. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe I didn't make my point well enough. I agree. So I agree with that. My point was more of like, there wasn't the same level of like having to push the boss by a certain point in time because right. you were never going to get there. Like the, the idea was, is like all throughout farm, I agree. Any, any more damage you can do in P1 and P2 make P3 easier. But the idea is like, you didn't need to push P1 by a certain point in time because you were always going to hit that phase transition right. timer. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like it, it felt at least from a progression perspective, very much on rails and like without much RNG in terms of like, I mean, the biggest RNG for us, particularly in P2, was like, can we get this melee circle stacked enough to like, so we don't have to bump ads yeah. back into it, right? And then grip them out. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, every fight was like that. Magmarax, very much a like timer based fight. Like, you know, that I fight yeah. forgotten experiments, like you said. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I agree. Or I think, yeah, that's my only, I'd say, like, downside of it. It was a very much an execution raid, I'd say. Versus like a like thinking on your feet raid, and other than Zakar, like the the Zakarn version, you and I progressed. Right. Every other fight was like map out cooldowns, map out movement, do that and win. Right? There wasn't yeah. like a lot of like yeah chance to like play like hey like do this or move some DPS here or like make an on the fly call for something. So the other, other than Zakarn, they... which like people hated, I don't know why, but Zakarn yeah, was I not mean, that bad. Like Zakarn was bad. <laughs> um, I really, oh, I don't agree. I thought it was fine, but yeah. Uh, the other one that actually does have that thinking on your feet kind of like as a major element of it is Echo of Deltharion with the Volcanic Hearts, which has a whole, like, there's a whole bunch that goes into that fight where, like, it just was not, too, like, we were, we were talking about this with the tank discords yesterday or the day before, mm -hmm. where, like, it was... I don't think when they started looking at private auras, I don't think that they really understood how powerful weak auras and other UI elements are and how bad their own UI is for some of this stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, Volcanic Heart puts a big circle on you, right? Um, and so you even though it puts a big circle on you, if your whole raid stacked, it's hard to tell that it's on you. So you yep. do actually need an add-on basically to tell you that you have it. They're very limited in what they can do. They can only show the debuff and play a sound effect, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you do still kind of need one or you need to do something different with the face. So you're not all stacked all the time. Right. Um, but then just the whole like not being able to do an assignment or a thing made that just really unpleasant with the way it was tuned, right? The fact that um, you had five people that had to coordinate and go to correct spots on a fairly tight timer where like, oh, yeah. if you're going to a spot and somebody else also is going to that spot, you do not have time to turn around. Yeah. You do not have time. You commit and you hit a personal and you hope that you live. And odds are good that you don't unless yeah. you've planned on that being a point where that happens because of how hard the cleave hits the cleave one shots if you get clipped by one of these you die yeah which is another element of it that is kind of annoying where like the size of them obviously initially was huge 25 yards actually very funny i just every time this comes up i want to point it out you could not as an evoker be in range of the boss while you had volcanic heart yeah yeah. Um, you still realistically can't, but at least at 20 yards, there's a five yard window where you could, in theory, be in range of the boss. Right. Yeah. Um, that whole mechanic, though, is just like you do have to think on your feet, but the degree to which you still need external tools because of the tuning of that mechanic, because of how short the time for it is and how big the radius is and you know, how dangerous it is. It's not just like, did you, I mean, Volcanic Heart applies a dot to people it hits. Mm -hmm. uh, both people that are the target of it 
and people who get cleaved by it. The fact that it applies a, a dot to people who get cleaved by it is completely irrelevant because they just immediately die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just completely irrelevant yeah, that yeah. that happens. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I would say like, yeah, I would agree that that that, that type of mechanic, it was too soon. Like they needed, they do need more tools in the UI, like the base UI to deal with these sort of like, if they're going to go down the path of putting more like mechanics, not specifically volcanic harp, but more mechanics on this sort of private aura list. Like I think it, they need better tools in the base UI to combat it or to at least like be able to deal with it. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, think I'm, so the, the ping system comes. So just, I mean, I think the ping system coming would have been a good to have on Nalthar, Nalthar's cause you could ping the location you were running to. And yeah, still, you'd probably then, still run in that situation. You wouldn't have enough time, right? Well, I mean, you could. Yeah, I mean, maybe the I mean, you still need the just, you'd still need yeah. the less week or I guess any event. But like, you could yeah. at least make micro adjustments, like make adjustments so you weren't clipping someone else. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It was just that that mechanic was just like it is that the one other noteworthy like think on your feet kind of deal. But because of the way the mechanic was constructed and how like big it was, how much damage it does, how fast it is, how frequent it is, yeah. how space constrained you are on that fight, um, it's just uh, very unpleasant. That's like my yeah. number one least favorite thing on farm so far has been dealing with phase one of Deltharian. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, in two weeks, I'll be able to, to give my thoughts on our first farm raid and see how we go. I mean, hopefully we get back to that Altharian, but... Um. I would say that, like, so for our, our farm, the only boss on our first reclear that took us more than, like, two pulls was Skarn. Gotcha. Actually, no. Magmarax did two. Magmarax, respect the soaks, or the soaks will kill you. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. Yep. Fair and enough. then there was Echo of Neltharian that took us, like, six hours to rekill. Jesus, yeah, that, and that's like different people in, right? Yeah, uh, like di different comps in general. Yeah, yeah, it, people in that hadn't really played the boss at all before on Mythic and learning the heart positions and all that stuff and just how oh, brutally yeah. unforgiving it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but Almost. yeah, I mean, we we get to put four hours in on Sark tonight, and it should our comp is mostly the same. Should not require the full four hours. Fingers crossed. Nice. I, I hope it's I hope it's over early for you. So, but um, but cool. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think in general, decent raid. Like one really standout fight. I don't think. I mean, boss fight's fine. I think it's it's funny. The at least for me, the highlights are the shortness of it. I think it's a nice little <laughs> reprieve from some of like the the, the jailers and fights, yeah. jailers and Sylvanas from last last uh, last expansion. So, and even Razigeth, you know, was what thirteen minutes, right? Or maybe eleven. Razigeth was was around twelve thirty. Yeah. Um, and Sylvanas, of course, was infamously 14 minutes. Jailer was around 11 yeah. um, for a lot of guilds that actually they, they got CE before the nerfs. And then, like, Nizoth was 12 minutes or something like that. Yeah, Nizoth, God, don't. That yeah. is still the, and I, to be fair, I consider that the worst end boss I've ever progressed on. And I think but it's you progressed honestly, it as a tank and that's as why. a tank. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's mostly because it was, I was a tank. Yeah. And to be fair, it's only the psychic phase that I hated. <laughs> psychic phase was the one redeeming factor of tanking that fight. It was no, if the, yeah. the fact of the matter that the edges of the room were off limits to the mob, but players could go out there and the mob would just skate away like was oh just, okay yeah that was really dumb like just front like that that position like that was yeah. that was to be fair of all when i say the psychic phase it's that particular point where you had to drag him out drag the mob out to get some of the end or the outside i stocks yeah. like that would be the only point of it being like i hate everything about this game because i just watch as the eye slot goes down and the mob just the ball like the psychic just walks skates away, away from you. Just slowly yeah. walks away from me and the eye stock, and then it dies and we lose the debuff. And we're like, well, wipe, let's go again. And they're like, no, what'd you do? And I was like, I don't know because <laughs> I am yeah. standing on top of the eye stock. Yeah. And it is impressive like, oh. how bad as tank fights the every end boss in in BFA was. Yeah, no, I'd agree. So uh, yeah. But I, I think like I would say for the past two expansions, like in terms of end bosses. Um, Denathrius is still the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would put Sarkareth second. 
So I'll bet it's so it's Sylvanas, Jailer, and Razageth, right? Are the only other three other than Denathrius? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's an easy second. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. of the past two expansions, 100%. Second yeah. favorite. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would have the past three expansions. Do I think Sarkarath is better than every end boss in BFA? Jaina, though. I, Jaina, Jaina was dog shit. Uh, so I, if Jaina, you tanked it, you would agree. Yeah, that's fair. I think roll bait. I think for <laughs> me, Jaina, Jaina holds a special place in my heart just because of the way we killed it. But um, okay, but yeah, I mean, we yeah 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 that bot, the end of that that's the last time I think I screamed killing an end boss was Jaina. But we literally yeah. the entire raid, like two people got frozen as she slowly ticks down to 5%. It's like, <laughs> it's the weird, it was the weirdest thing. Cause it was like that delayed, like, Oh, we killed it, but like, maybe not yet. And then, Oh yeah, we killed it. And like sort of everybody's yeah. excited. So, Oh uh, yeah. Uh, and then like, I don't know. The jailer is another fight. So you mentioned that Sarkarath is on rails and we can yeah. go ahead and kind of wrap up this discussion, but Sarkarath is very much on rails. The Nathrius and the jailer are both like that. They... The jailer though has the phase one holes mechanic is eerily similar to the issues with the echo of Neltharian volcanic hearts. Yeah. And that is why that boss was awful the product because just phase one, if you cut out phase one, I think jailer would have been one of the best. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, well, there's no more line of sight mechanics too. So like, any boss that has a line yeah, of sight mechanic yeah. like is just a shit boss like or if they just like there, there's things they could have done that they also could have done for volcanic hearts on echo of Neltharian that would yeah. have made that much more palatable um like it is very like actually viewing it that way viewing volcanic hearts as them trying to do the jailer holes mechanic without a weak aura and then people needing now two much more complicated weak auras in order <laughs> to do the mechanic yeah is very funny to me because it just points to how broken that is mechanically yeah like yeah but yeah yeah <laughs> good times right. good times uh, we are well, we're, we running, well over. we're running long uh yeah. but yeah we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up uh one actual last thing no podcast next week that's true vacation I, stuff. I unfortunately on vacation <laughs> um and so am i oh, so nice. ow hit my desk <laughs> there we go all right we're gonna wrap this up <laughs> thank you all for watching and or listening i hope you enjoyed this uh and if you did and you want to support it and the other work that we do over at the peak of serenity you can do that over at our patreon at patreon.com slash peak of serenity and of course come and join the discord it is the best place to learn the ins and outs of new stuff like the new manatee Exactly. Or Brewmaster's new rotation, which actually now has support on WoW Analyzer as well. You know, all kinds of cool stuff that you can get through the Peaks Ready Discord. But yeah, awesome. that is going to be it for our show today. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.